Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Why It Matters. And this next topic matters a lot because we've seen it in the news cycle. Diabetes, a chronic disease that occurs either when the pancreas does not produce enough insulin or when the body cannot effectively use insulin it produces. Well, there are two types, type 1 and type 2. Today, we're going to be focusing on type 1. Now, type 1 diabetes characterized by a deficient insulin production requires daily administration of insulin. In fact, in 2017, there were 9 million people with type 1 diabetes. The majority of them live in high-income countries. So how can proper diabetes management help patients maintain a normal life after being diagnosed? And of course, how can technology play a part in all of this? Well, I've got two guests in the studio with me. The first is Dr. Kenneth Lee, Regional Medical Director of Abbott Diabetes Care. Dr. Kenneth, good afternoon. Welcome. Afternoon, Elliot. And Jacqueline Chan, Country Manager for Technogym Singapore, and she's also a fitness influencer. Jacqueline, good afternoon. Welcome. Good afternoon. All right. Let's start off by trying to understand type 1 diabetes. I read what was on Wikipedia, Dr. Kenneth, uh, but how is it different from type 2? Yeah, so essentially there are two types of diabetes, type 1 and type 2. Type 2 is a deficiency in you know, not having enough insulin. In type 1s, most patients don't have insulin to begin with, right. so they need insulin injections at the word go. For type 2 patients, they have options at the beginning. If they have sufficient amount of insulin, to a certain extent, they need oral medication. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point in time when the pancreas and the beta cells in the pancreas that produces insulin die out, they will potentially need lots of insulin. Mm. Uh, Doctor, if we're looking at percentage-wise of Singaporeans that actually suffer from type 1 diabetes, what are we looking at? How prevalent is this? Well, in Singapore, it's not very prevalent in terms of the type 1 and type 2. I think overall, you know, the, the government and Singapore, we look at you know, diabetes as a whole. Right. Type 1 insulin users will require insulin most of the time. Type 2 diabetes patients will require most of the time oral medication to, to begin with. Mm. Uh, so the larger proportion in Singapore is actually the type 2 diabetes patients. Right. And, and would I know this diagnosis I don't know, I guess, uh, in early childhood or is it something that occurs as I evolve as a human being? Um, most of the time, you know, both type 1 and type 2 have genetic components right. and there are patients who detect, you know, diabetes at earlier part of their lives. You know, they presented it either the physician or the pediatrician. Those are the type 1 patients earlier on in their um, life and then those in adulthood, they usually present with type 2 diabetes. Okay. Uh, Jacqueline introduced you as a fitness influencer, of course, uh, country manager for Technogym, but the interesting thing is you yourself are a type 1 diabetes patient. Could you recall what went through your mind when you were diagnosed? I can only imagine. To be honest, it was, I don't know what the word is. The word is interesting because I belittled the extent of what diabetes is. I think growing up or in Singapore, Diabetes is so flippantly used. Right. It's like, don't eat ice cream, you you get diabetes. Oh, those myths, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which we all should not be eating too much ice cream. Mm. But so when I found out, I was like, oh, it's just diabetes. Okay. Um, what I didn't know because I was ignorant is the difference between type 1 and type 2. Okay. And the extent that I was, I guess, the extent of the severity right. of the disease that yeah. I was battling with, mm-hmm. I was 10 kg lighter. And I can go through the story depending on what you want to know. Yeah, uh, well, I'm curious about the emotional aspects because it's interesting that you mentioned that at the start you were ignorant. Ah, right, it's just diabetes. Then you talked about the 10 kilogram weight loss. How difficult was it to balance emotionally? How did it affect your personal life? 
Yeah, so maybe if I'll take a few steps backward, I think leading into my discovery, which was only four years ago, mm. so at the age of 35, yeah. I was losing weight. I mean, actually achieved a thigh gap, which is what I've always wanted in my life. That's the fitness influencer <laughs> talking. <laughs> um, but this was done in a very unhealthy right, way. Right. My bed was soaked like through to the oh mattress. I was... I couldn't concentrate, I had headaches, I was dizzy. But I think on the emotional side, when I think of what gains me confidence mm. is the ability to be relatively eloquent and competent okay. um, in when I hold meetings or engagements and conversations right. that was severely impaired. So post me finding out, I started going on insulin, put on almost 20 kg in three to four weeks. So from being thigh gap, Jacqueline Chan, to being a fishbowl looking person, it was, I think vanity definitely was also something that hit me in terms of my confidence. Okay. But I think the main thing was the lack of ability to be able to think or to comprehend yeah. what people are saying or to be yeah. comprehended mm. by others. You know, I actually can relate a lot to that because I think about 12, 15 years ago, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Completely different issue, but that really affects your relationship in a sense because your temperament starts to change. How important was the role of your husband throughout this four years? Honestly, he's been pretty much the backbone in that. Sometimes I feel it's quite frustrating that because I'm connected on my freestyle Libra to him, whenever I do scan, he's like, hey, check your sugar get right, something yeah. or when it's high he's like please inject so he's very meticulous about supporting yeah. me so it's definitely very helpful because when I first found out um, even though I have friends and family that love me but if they don't understand type yes. 1 it's a very it's an unseen disease yeah. right yeah. so I did have the privilege of being able to be connected with mm. other people who have type 1. So it's almost like finding your tribe. Support group. Finding yeah. that community. Yeah. And yeah, so in return, like when I do see people or know people who have type 1, I always offer that back wow. because it was definitely something that was fundamental for me to cope through that. Yeah. Dr. Kenneth Jacqueline used the word unseen disease unseen emotions must be something that you face when you're talking to diabetes patients as well. How much do we not pay attention to that aspect? What's your opinion there? I think, I mean, most of the time we tend to, as healthcare professionals and as, as individuals working in the corporate industry mm -hmm. and especially, you know, with the technology that's in front of us, we tend to forget that. We, we tend to, you know, draw that line between the emotional component. And a lot of the diabetes patients actually undergo quite a bit of distress with the disease, with the yeah. stigma that comes with the disease. And then you have those users who, are, you know, are trying to use tech and they, they, they try and, you know, change their lives such that they can use tech versus monitoring their diabetes. How do they find that balance as well. So there's a lot of things that do affect the mental health during the period of time. Yeah, the tech part is quite interesting, right? It's a saviour, but at the same time, you can be overly dependent on it. Any comments on technology's role in, how should I say, diabetes management? Well, um, with the Abbott Freestyle Libre that uh, Jacqueline was talking about, I mean, it's a 24-7 sensor that you can put on the arm, you know, measuring your glucose 24-7, 14 days at a go, yeah. um, versus the traditional finger prick. So in type 1 diabetes patients, based on guidelines, based on recommendations from the physicians, they have to finger prick. You know, imagine a, a yes. young patient or a young lady having to finger prick like you know, four to seven yeah. times a day yeah. versus, you know, having a sensor without sparing yourself the finger pricks and being able to see your glucose, the trends, et cetera, 24-7, even at night when you're sleeping, et cetera. You know, that's technology in its mm -hmm. making. You know, mm -hmm. Innovation is there. 
revolution is here. Yeah. Jacqueline, I, I'm trying to phrase this as sensitively as possible. <laughs> I, I, of course, saw the sensor as you walked into the studio. I recognize it because I have friends who are in a similar situation. How has that been for you? And I don't know, I get the sense you wear it proudly as someone who's managing this problem that you've got. I apologize if, I've, no, if I'm assuming ahead. here. Your thoughts? I think first, wearing the sensor has allowed a lot of convenience okay. because I'm okay. able to like go have drinks and still monitor it versus take out everything and then prick my fingers. Yeah. I, it does give me the ability to continue living a life that I like to live. Yeah. But in terms of judgments, um, I think people are still quite ignorant. Firstly, they're like, what is this that you wear some robotic thing? And when I do say that it's for me to manage my, to track my blood glucose, they automatically think that I'm just, like, I guess the spirit of judgment comes in. They're like, you eat too much cake, you don't exercise, like, why are you... But for me, I'm like, sure, it doesn't really affect me because yeah. I, like, I'm pretty confident in terms of like, who I am as a person. Yeah. But it's really the lack of like, education. Yeah. And hence, people are, I don't think they don't want to be empathetic. But when you're ignorant, you just make decisions based on your own like, knowledge base, yeah. right? Yeah. It angers me, you know, just hearing you describe what people judge. And, and just earlier this week, we celebrated World Mental Health Day, right? Dr. Kenneth, throwing it back to you, you know, technology like that, it's meant to empower, isn't it? Absolutely. Empower the fact that you can manage having this condition. Yeah, just like Jacqueline mentioned, you know, the cake and the exercise and, yeah. and, you know, everything that comes with it, right? I think, you know, nobody wants to have diabetes. But if you have diabetes, you know, how do you as a diabetes user with uh, either a sensor or even, you know, blood glucose monitoring, how do you monitor your disease? Mm. How do you empower yourselves such that you can make diet and lifestyle changes, changes your medication and allow that discussion, that two-way conversation with the physician that's managing you right. on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, the data is not going to lie. Have you encountered any, I don't know, common misconceptions when it comes to continuous glucose monitoring systems? I personally ignore it because I think it's only meant to help. Some would say, well, you're just overdoing it. <laughs> well, I think it's important, especially with the topic of the type 1 diabetes patients, right? Having the continued glucose monitor, like you mentioned, you know, Elliot, helps to empower the patient. Yeah. It doesn't just help to empower the user who's a diabetes patient, but also it gives opportunities for the family members, the friends, you know, Jacqueline was mentioning her husband, friends, family members to actually see, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on with the glucose trends, the glucose fluctuations with the particular um, diabetes patient. So I think it's important that, you know, in, in that journey, the education the awareness, the empowerment, allowing that two-way conversation to better manage the diabetes as a lifestyle. Yeah. Jacqueline, pardon my ignorance, but how long have you been a fitness influencer? I don't know about the influencer part, but I am a fitness <laughs> yeah. advocate for sure. I've been an athlete all my life. Yeah. So growing up, so sports has been pretty much my lifestyle. Okay. But career-wise, the last 10 to 12 years. How big a factor has type 1 diabetes played in this aspect of your career? And also what Dr. Kenneth was talking about, the fact that now you are empowered Mm -hmm. and you can manage this better with the data that's provided. So I was already in my career in fitness prior to me, um, when I was still ignorant. (laughs) But I think post me finding out what it's really allowed me to adapt like my mindset, number one is to firstly be present where my feet is at and to be grateful for each day. Mm-hmm. So like whoever I meet, treasure that that relationship, but bring it into fitness and wellness. Wellness is way beyond like just physical, mental aspects, but yeah. it's also like there's a lot of things that's unseen, yeah. right? And I think wellness in general is being not only 
being fit, but like how are we also interacting? How are we being empathetic to others? Yes. To me, that's what wellness is holistically. So it's allowed me to be a lot more, like I guess, cognizant of that, okay. but also being able to bring that into the different like ways that. Like our team that do business, yeah, finding that balance as well, right? Doing business, finding the balance between managing this condition, as well as pushing forward in your career. I'm a firm believer, especially for ladies, go for it all the way. Have you found that that sweet spot, or is it a continuous journey? It's definitely a continuous journey. So I firstly have given up on New Year's resolutions. They don't work. <laughs> off, they don't work for me I, by I February. Like, <laughs> um, but what's worked for me to answer your question is New Year themes. So my oh. theme this year is the year of rhythm. Okay. And so it is a continuous journey. There will be days that unfortunately it, you're out of rhythm, but then understanding that you have. What's that center, that North Star? Mm. So I always believe that everyone has their own storm. Yeah. Like my storm, unfortunately, has the ingredients of type 1 diabetes. Sure. But who am I to say that my storm's more than someone else? Yeah. Right? But it's being able to find that center, mm. get grounded, and mm. go back into that flow, that rhythm. So yes, long story, continuous journey. <laughs> wow. I mean, and it's all about that mixture of opinions that you have out there. Added with the experts, doctors talking about these things. I guess to wrap things up, Dr. Kenneth, what are some of the benefits of continuous glucose monitoring systems like the Freestyle uh, Libra in terms of managing diabetes? What should we take note of here? Sure. I think you know, traditionally before the availability of Abbott's Freestyle Libra, you always look at blood glucose monitoring, right? Four, seven times a day, finger pricks. So okay. Think of it like, you know, which would you rather have, um, Elliot? Continuous four pain different, on my finger. <laughs> no, no, four different pictures, four yeah. to seven different pictures of yeah. Rod, Roger Federer okay. playing tennis, yeah. just pictures, or a full-length video of him playing tennis, fantastic tennis, for about an hour and a half, two I, hours. I'd go with the full-length video. So that's continuous glucose monitoring. It allows right. you to see 14 days when the sensor is placed on you, 24-7, minute-by-minute reading of the mm, glucose mm, mm. without the finger pricks, sparing you of the finger pricks. So that's the cool bit. That's the empowering bit. That's, you know, addressing the unmet need that we have in Singapore, allowing the patients and their family members to be able to manage the diabetes better. Mm, at the end of the day, don't just look at the, the photograph because sometimes photos look better than others. But with that <laughs> full-length video, you understand your body better. Precisely. Wow, fantastic. I've been speaking with Dr. Kenneth Lee, Regional Medical Director of Abbott Diabetes Care, as well as Jacqueline Chan, Country Manager for Techno Gym Singapore, as well as Fitness Influencer. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Elliot. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.